Greetings and salutations, y'all. Another episode of Fangs Up. And man, uh, football season is quickly approaching. And with that taking place, one of the things that you or, or I may want to make sure that we are aware of is they are back on the field. They're hitting each other. They are doing all kinds of things over there on the highest of seven hills, that being Florida and University. And it's that time. We've also seen a couple injuries already happen and take place. And I, for one, am just wanting to be able to see how that works out as far as the students being able to get healthy, stay healthy, and other things like that. Uh, if you haven't seen, there is a picture or a video of one of the receivers who kind of has a messed up hand there, estimating it's going to be a few weeks for that to get back right. But the guys are making full contact, and that's really what you need to be able to be in football shape. And we get the benefit of that week zero football game, meaning why is fame you out there early? It is because we are having that week zero game against the University of North Carolina. So that's a good thing. It's a really great thing. And it's, as a fan, it's a little bit of something we need as far as to uplift us right now. I will say, I just see coming across the board, one Julian Fox has been offered by Florida a University. Julian Fox, and we're going to see right now, he is a 6'1 athlete, 205 pounds, 23 student from Cordell, Georgia. If you're not familiar with where Cordell is, Cordell, Georgia, if you're like me from Tallahassee on your way to Atlanta, it's up in that area. It's where the sausage store is. Striplings, uh, Crisp County High School, though. So, yes, 6'1 athlete, but he's listed as outside linebacker slash running back. So he's going to be on our list of athletes that one we got to catch up on because I still haven't done that. It has been a family week as far as, and I mean family Lee week. Um, as far as my family has been involved, they've been down here and we've been spending a lot of time with each other. So that's why I haven't been keeping up with the Twitter page quite as much, but we will get back on it because I feel like we do have a responsibility to provide quality content and do it at the best of our abilities. But congratulations. That just literally popped up on our Twitter feed there. Also see some videos of other FAMU athletics and things taking place right now. Um, that was actually my cousin calling right there. Also, let's see, is that Ahmad Brown? Man, we got a couple dudes coming in here. So Ahmad Brown, also another guy who's been offered. Let's see where he's from. And this is live, y'all. This is literally me scrolling down on the Twitter page. Another guy, Chris County High School, obviously it's up there near Cordell, 2023 athlete. And 62190 is what his page list as. And we're going to get that right, though. We're going to get caught up. But congratulations. Uh, that is not a sh long ride, almost a short ride. That's about an hour and a half from Tallahassee, maybe two hours. But we are going to definitely uh, shout those students out. We were supposed to have a guest today, but wasn't able to link up with them. But we will definitely try to have them on here. But we're going to continue to talk about family athletics. And if you haven't been keeping up, it's it's looking like things are coming along swimmingly they're moving along the football team looks like they're gelling we do have some competition there as far as the different students there and i'm telling you it must be crisp county day because amir dwight another student from crisp county defensive lineman class of 2023 has been offered by florida and university so family has gone up to georgia and having themselves a time <laughs> 
that is somewhat a reference of the uh to the song the devil went down to georgia but yeah so and this is literally live like oh snap congratulations literally scrolling down the feed we're gonna get this going and updated but for those who did not see it and who did not get to experience it we were able to as far as fq famu were able to go to, over to the Braylon's Trujillo's advanced QB camp and it was a lot of fun it was a great experience uh coach Sapp our guest from last week invited me and I really appreciated it I grew a lot as far as as far as a concreter um because another guy there shared with me some tips and uh tricks and I was I was I was happy with it and again the reason all the ums is because literally live y'all are seeing me type congratulations because we got another dude LJ McRae offered by Florida A&M University. Coach, coach, you 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 doing a little something. Mainland High School, defensive end slash tight end, three star, six, six, two fifty, class of 2024. Mainland is in Daytona. And that is one of the powerhouses in that city. Probably the powerhouse. I believe they are the Buccaneers. Y'all gotta forgive me for that. Literally got back uh to the house a few minutes ago it has literally been a family fun-filled week in time for myself but it was really a lot of fun uh coach Trujillo was very friendly all the coaches there I, I met some guys who played for some of my favorite football teams if you know me well you know FAMU is my favorite football team but they're not the only football team that I follow or that I that I like I'm also a huge fan of the University of Kentucky as well as Florida State to a, as a matter of fact, I was at the University of Kentucky game when they beat the University of Florida. So I'm I'm one of those people. I do go to the games and I cheer on uh, the different groups and whatnot. But it was great, man. I saw uh, Coach Olson. He played previously at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Coach Trujillo, Coach Sapp, who was a previous guest. It was just really awesome, really fun time. And... I encourage all content creators that cover high school and, and college sports to go out there, check out some of these athletes. I do have videos and pictures up there from the event. And this, this is just some of the pictures. This is coach Sapp, our guest from last week. And he was definitely there. And this is him showing some of the blocking tools and different things that he utilized. And he wasn't just preaching about it. He was actually exemplifying it. And these are some of the student athletes as well. You know, if you're a coach out here, go check some of these students out. But you can see the one-on-one -on -one training that they were able to receive. And again, coach wasn't just exemplifying with his arms crossed. He was also out there showing them how to do it. I mixed up the words, but you, you got what I was saying. <laughs> but we have pictures and videos up there on the FQ FAMU page there. Also have videos. This is one of the wide receivers coach. Two of the receivers coaches all of this up there this is coach Hilo actually demonstrating how to pass and nice throw motion like nice follow through like but he's a pro so just want to show y'all not just that i was out there but that i learned something while i was out there and that's part of the growth process we all want to see in all of ourselves just continued growth and continued progress that being stated again the FAMU football team is out there for spring practice. I don't have any media rights agreements with anybody, so I, I don't want to show anybody else's video and get in trouble. But if you follow like Allison Posey and some of those in, other individuals, 
that are working for WCTV and some of the local media content people, they are putting out great content. And FAMU itself, our Twitter page has been really good. Like, shout out to Mr. Padilla. Uh, Josh has been killing it because this has been the best content I've seen from Florida A&M within probably a, a couple months. It's been obviously since football season, but I don't even know if during football season it was this good. Like we're seeing videos of practice. The receivers are running routes. It's very exciting. You're able to see it from a point of view that allows you to kind of get a little bit of insight or what you what makes you feel like it's insight into what's going on. It may not give you that much, but it does get you excited. And that's something the football program needs right now. We need that juice because you want FAMU fans to, one, purchase the product and support the product, which is a problem. Like, that's something that we're going to talk about. Let's, and let's, we're going to go ahead and jump into that. And it's kind of off the cuff because the Grambling game is going to be the biggest thing that we talk about. But at the same time, season tickets are a problem because there's no more parking left. So now for those people that are like me that are like, or like your family, that's like, hey, okay, we're trying to get a consistent together. We want to purchase season tickets. Okay, cool. Buy the season ticket package. What about parking? There is no parking available. How sway? Because now for those people that maybe are not familiar with the area, they don't know to go to St. Eugenia down the street and park at the Catholic church. You may not know about some of the different places in the neighborhood that makes it a little more difficult to sort the program or support the program. And one of the things that needs to happen if we are going to continue to produce a high quality football product is ensure that parking is a, as available as possible. Uh, there, there should be an obvious cutoff where, okay, we've run out of parking spaces. But if your base parking level or your base ticket package offers two parking spaces per person, what happens for those people that don't need two parking spaces? Because then that's an additional parking space that's gone to waste. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have empty parking spaces. You're going to have people that were looking to buy season ticket packages. They're going to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not buying them this year because I don't have a place to park. Why am I going to drive three hours, four hours plus, And there's nowhere to park. And so just kind of hopefully in our next regime, as far as athletic director and whatnot, that becomes something that we think about because as a fan, that is discouraging because for me, I live in, I live in almost, I live in Tallahassee. I don't live in Tallahassee anymore. I'm from Tallahassee, but my parents are still up there. So when I go to Tallahassee, I don't have to worry about a hotel. I don't have to worry about much. I ain't gonna worry about food. If I come up there and spend no money on food, it's the norm. Like it's really weird when I go up there and I have to spend more than a hundred bucks on food because my family's up there. My parents are up there. I can go from house to house and it's not me bumming. It's, Hey, I'm spending time with my family. Like literally, I just told y'all, I have not been really actively working on the FQ Twitter page or fangs up Twitter page or anything for the last past three days. It's been family time. Like I am, very close to my family to the point I literally, before the show started, I dropped something off because my uncle's doing a favor for my father and I, he's going to take something back to Tallahassee because he's down here. So we're just that, we're that tight. It's not that 
you're bumming around is that's your family and family takes care of family in the same way that fam you leave should take care of family. That being stated, hopefully within our next administration, parking becomes something that is addressed because if not, you're going to dissuade people who want to support the program because in the past we've had, we've really had janky season ticket packages where if you buy football season tickets, we'll throw in basketball season tickets, which is cool if you're local, but if you don't live in Tallahassee, guess what? I'm not driving a couple hours on a Tuesday night to watch a midweek basketball game, then to drive back and have to go to work the next day. That's not feasible. But what is feasible is on a weekend, maybe a Saturday, because a lot of the family basketball games are afternoon to evening games. Hey, I'm going to go home anyway. I may have the season ticket package. Let me go catch a basketball game. Okay. But especially if there's parking, I have a parking spot so that during the game, I don't have to walk forever because Bragg Stadium is not the easiest place to get to. So now what are the solutions? One solution, we need a trolley or a transit system. Maybe have a designated area. If you're going to do season season ticket packages where people get multiple parks, even at the lowest of levels, what needs to be done is once you run out of parking, open up new parking and then have a shuttle system that carries people from the relief parking to the stadium and drops them off, maybe not at the stadium, but by the Armory ROTC building. And you literally create a loop that goes from the Army ROTC building around the university, probably either around Family Way or around the, uh, between the SBI building and the J school up that little road there, then you probably have to make a left or a right. Anyways, but something that goes along that route that is a shuttle that goes before the game and then during the game up until halftime maybe and then after halftime you know give it a break because let's be real ain't many of y'all going nowhere during halftime as soon as halftime ends the bus route picks back up and starts rotating until an hour after the game so that way you get a chance to kind of empty out stadium maybe two hours but hour hour and a half after the game the bus route continues to shuttle people to and from the designated parking location and you can even use FAMU DRS as relief parking. You can utilize some of the other areas, maybe even work out a deal with the post office because the post office is closed on many weekends. Use the South Side Post Office, or as my mom used to call it, the main post office as relief parking. It's on a main street. It's very accessible. Blairstone is right there. Like there are several options that could help relieve this issue. But one of the things that we need to do is figure out a better method other than we just ain't got no more parking. And again, that goes back to last week's segment where I stated we need a strong athletic director that has a lot of autonomy. And so that's just one of the things that me as a fan, I'm thinking of and I'm looking up, looking at and that I'm wanting to have us consider moving forward just because, again, as a fan, as a Second generation Rattler, second generation FAMU alumni. My mom's a FAMU alumni. My dad's FAMU alumni. I'm FAMU alumni. Several of my cousins are FAMU alumni. So it's not just lip service. I'm not, I'm not a non-paying member. I was a, 
I was a, a booster when I was a student and not a student booster. I was a full out family booster with a parking spot. And all. I wasn't paying the $10. I was one of those people paying the hundred or whatever dollars. So I had to get a parking spot because guess what? Friday, I didn't want more car. I wanted to go, go to class. I had a job after school, but some Fridays I didn't have to show up till after I couldn't show up till my class was, was out. I wasn't going to move my car. <laughs> I wasn't. I just paid for my parking spot. So that's just something I want us to kind of think of just as, as we continue to progress and continue to move on. Maybe the idea, because I can guarantee flipping to you, there's not 25,000 parking spaces and I shouldn't say 25,000. That's not fair. There's not 10,000 parking spaces in Bragg. And you really don't need that many, but you do need some relief. We need an option. And that's just a, a viable option. Create a, again, a shuttle bus area. And then for the shuttle bus, charge a nominal fee. Hey, if that's part of your season pay, season ticket package, okay, cool. Pay fam, pay fam UPD and TPD and Leon County Sheriff to watch the cars. So all of a sudden that main post office can become, and I don't know how that works with the federal government. Again, that's above my, that's above my experience, but I'm pretty sure for a nominal fee, you could rent out the space and they would make a deal with the university. And so that's just an idea, like find some different areas for us as FAMU people, FAMU supporters to park so that we can go to the game and make it easily accessible. Because one of the issues that we're running into as far as, as a fan base is the aging of our fan base. I know for, within my own family, all of us that are FAMU graduates, I'm the youngest of the, well, second youngest. And the, as a second youngest of my generation of FAMU, actually I'm the youngest of my generation, my group, as far as like grandchildren, then my cousin is the great grand of the great grandchildren. He's the oldest of the great grandchildren. Um, but I'm the youngest FAMU grad and I'm in my thirties, late, late thirties. So now you're starting to see where even within my group, we're hitting thirties and fifties. My parents are in their seventies. My aunts and uncles are entering their eighties. They cannot navigate in and out to and from the stadium as well as they could 20 years ago. And we, nor should they ex be expected to. And within 20 years, I'm not going to be able to do so. So there has to be some forethought as to a viable option to provide reasonable transportation methods for those individuals as they start to become elderly and aged because coming down Perry Street on a trolley or whatever is ridiculous. If you think that's gonna happen, you're crazy. But what should happen is we need to address parking at the stadium in a way that, okay, we're out of parking at the stadium, but what we have is you'll ride the shuttle, we'll drop you off at the stadium, and you'll walk out. And I'm not telling you anything that's revolutionary. It's not anything that's brand new. And it's not something I've never done. I've done so for Florida State games. I darn sure do it for the University of Florida games. I parked near Ben Hill Griffin Stadium one time in life, and I won't do it again. I went to the Florida State Florida game when I was in college. One of my good friends, Afan, and I went. Shout out, Afan. I know you follow the Twitter page. And we went to the Florida State, Florida game. And after the game, we were like, we caught the devil's hell getting out of there ever since. 
every time I go to a Florida game, I park at I park park, excuse me, at the Oaks Mall. And the reason I was stuttering was to make sure I said the right Oaks. I have a very bad ha- habit of saying West Oaks, which is in Ocoee, Florida, opposed to the Oaks Mall, which is in Gainesville. But we parked at, you parked at the Oaks Mall and you ride the trolley and they bus you literally like a block from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, if a block, maybe a half a block. And you walk into the stadium and you literally have masses of people that do that. Another option. I, I'm just saying park at the mall, like create some type of systems in place so that even though the season tickets have sold out, there are still ways that generate revenue for the athletic program that are going to benefit us and provide solutions. And again, I'm not telling you from stuff I've never I've never seen. We literally do it at the Florida Classic every year. You park at the the Blocker Building, and I was trying to dumb it down for those who aren't from Orlando. But you're you're parking at the Ronald Blocker Building a lot of times. Also, where Orange County OCPS Orange County Schools is headquartered. You park at the school board's headquarters, and you're bus to the Citrus Bowl. I'm just saying, like, that's the way to do it for the Orlando City soccer game. And I posted pictures on the Twitter page. I parked at a parking garage. I walked to the to the soccer stadium. This is just some of the things that we need to kind of start systems in place that we need to put in. Because if you're going to give away two parking spots per person, that is going to have to be some type of solution. Because, for instance, like I said, the shuttle bus. It's not a part of your Gator season package from what I know because I buy individual tickets. I don't buy UF season tickets. I don't like the Gators. I'm a FAMU fan. I like FAMU and I like FSU. I like University of Kentucky, but I don't like the Gators. I respect them, though. I respect the hell out of the University of Florida. I, my favorite athletic director of all time is probably Jeremy Foley because I love the way he ran that program at the University of Florida. And that's just like respect him, Dave Hart, when he was at Florida state, two of my favorites. I like Michael Alford right now. So far at Florida state as well. Just be, I'm just transparent with y'all, but it fam, you need to find a solution for the football season because you're going to start losing money because people aren't able to get to the game. Because I know for me, for one, I can tell you three, four family members are already saying we're not buying season tickets because we have nowhere to park. And again, this is the void we have because we we are lacking someone who has the power to be able to enforce these type of things because throwing them on the assistant AD isn't fair. Could he do it? Maybe the interim, could he do it? Possibly. But is it being done? No. And that's that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm stating because I notice this weakness. I notice this power. I can't be the only one who sees this. It's I have to be within a group of people who sees more than a half naked chick sitting or fully naked. I'm sorry, she's butt naked. Girl standing in front of a fan you statue, and, and I'm offended. Okay, yeah, I'm offended. That's her. That's her bad. Like she made that idiotic stuff happen, but. When it comes to athletics, and y'all know I deal with athletics. I don't I don't deal with Aunt Larry and all the other stuff. I'm, I'm not whatever. How you feel about Larry Robinson, how you feel about Larry Robinson. I'm here for athletics. And I notice that's a weakness. And that's something that we need to address and that I don't mind saying in the public sphere. Because honestly, it came to me. 
I was like, why don't we have a shuttle bus? And my aunt said it. She's like, is there a shuttle bus? I'm like, dang, that's a good idea. How would we do that? And I was like, yo, we should get a shuttle bus. Like, if there's anybody from athletics watching, let's get a shuttle bus. Tell people where to park. Tell them, hey, we don't have any more season ticket packages available. Drop the price for the season tickets. And tell them, hey, buy these tickets. We'll provide shuttle service. Include that into the price. Or just tell them to park here. Park in this place. For the football season, the shuttle is five bucks. Okay. Just saying. Five bucks round trip. It makes sense. You get enough people to park there, five, ten bucks. All of a sudden, and again, offset some of that cost within the season ticket package so that even for the next season, have it set up so that every season ticket package, hell, every ticket has a nominal portion of that go to the shuttle bus service. And you would be doing something to assist the fans. It helps our elderly fans who are older and it helps those fans who don't know how to get to campus. What if someone is not from Tallahassee and you tell them, hey, park at this post office or park at the mall or park here, park there. And all of a sudden it works. I, you could have people park at the Tallahassee Mall, which could greatly assist as far as with using, they need the revenue. That could be a meeting place. All of a sudden that generates additional revenue for the city of Tallahassee. It generates additional revenue for the Tallahassee Mall, which is the least popular of the two. And then all of a sudden it creates more foot traffic. It benefits the vendors. It benefits the food court. It benefits the shops. And it helps the university alleviate a problem. Is that a quick bus ride to campus? No. But does it make it such that, especially people in that area, maybe in that making community there, I'm from Tallahassee, I'm one of them, can literally just say, I'm just going to walk up here. Or maybe I'll catch the bus here. And they drive there. And they ride to FAMU, game's over. Hey, you got till, if the game ends at eight, you got until an hour after kickoff to catch the bus. After that, we're shutting it down. And that works. That gives people that time to tailgate a little bit after, all that good stuff. You get your bags, you get your stuff. TPD is there waiting on people. Mall security is there. Sheriff deputies there. And all you need is a corner of the parking lot. Take the corner of the parking lot over there, not far from the Culver's, where that Gafer's used to be. I'm from Tallahassee. Don't play with me. And use that area for parking, especially in front of where the Gafer's used to be. That's additional parking. You charge people like maybe five bucks because it's a ride. They ride, they shuttle bus to FAMU. They come back. It alleviates a lot of your parking problems. They got their tickets in hand and you do just like what the UF does. UF system is great. Again, I'm not a Gator fan. I don't like the Gators. I'm a Seminole fan. I like FAMU. I like teams from Tallahassee. I should say it like that. But I, I, I can learn from other people. They have a great system. It's literally the mall and the university aren't exactly close. It's a good 20 minute ride, like 20, 30 minute ride. And even post-game, it's like 30, 45 minutes. I've caught a nap on the bus before. Like, all right, Kentucky lost to Florida again. I'm going to sleep. Now, last time, there was no sleeping. I had to, I was Nick Petty. I had my Kentucky clothes on. I was ready. I was celebrating. 
but those are some some solutions, possible solutions, possible ideas. All right, so the Grambling preview, and I apologize about that, but I just I saw a problem and need to be addressed. Uh, and we're approaching thirty minutes, so I'm, I'm, y'all, I try to keep the Twitter, uh, whatever this is, YouTube short, but I ran long on that segment. Uh, but the Grambling football game is perplexing, partially because you don't know what you're gonna see. Uh, Hugh Jackson last year at Tennessee State. Tennessee State was not anything to watch. Like, I watched some of their football games last year. They were god-awful. And the offense was pretty putrid. But Hugh's got some some sauce. Like, coming into Jackson State, he's already making some changes. And that was a game last year that wasn't close. Grambling got blown out. And it was FAMU's homecoming. And I believe uh, Kofi calls them girls thick 44. Yeah, they put it on them boys. Them boys are looking at the thickness and not the football. They were not worried about that ball game. <laughs> they came to that atmosphere and were like, yeah, this is different. You, you, we don't see this every day. Like, we see this at the end of the season. Maybe Jackson, but not during the regular season. That was a lot. And, uh, yeah. We're going to see what it looks like this year, though. That game is going to be interesting, partially because Grambling's not easy to get to. Like, just saying, like, for a lot of people, they don't really understand Grambling's in Grambling. Like, Grambling is not far from Ruskin, which is where Louisiana Tech is is at. But a lot of our SWAC schools are in not a lot of them, but enough of them, especially in the West, are in small cities that ain't the easiest to get to. You ain't flying in a Grambling. And that's not like speaking ill of Grambling because Tallahassee Airport sucks. Tallahassee International Airport's trash. Let's just call it what it is. But it's National Airport. You fly most places in the SWAC that have decent airports. You can fly two out of Tallahassee. Like, just being honest, you can fly to Jackson. You can fly to Montgomery. You could fly to Huntsville. You could fly to Baton Rouge. You could fly to Daytona. You could probably fly to close to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I don't know if you could fly there. But last year's game was a blowout. 26-3, homecoming. It was live. It was lit. Savion Williams gets thrown out of the game for the most BS of reasons. Dude rocks the baby like this, and you throw a flag like this. That's why your mama's your first cousin. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that wasn't nice, and I meant it not to be. But, um, yeah, that was just ridiculous. But this year is going to be a different game because Grambling's a completely different team. One, they have a new football coach. Hugh Jackson's coming in, NFL experience, and he's got a different feel. Like, the players have, the players have a different level of buy-in. He's got some recruits that are coming from all over, a lot of transfers. And... So right now, I can't responsibly really give you an outlook of what I think Grambling's going to be because so much has changed. I think Family wins the game, but that's because I'm going to be a I'm going to be a biased Family win with this one. I think Family wins the game. The score, God only knows, because who knows what Grambling is besides Grambling people? And guess what? 
So I think Grambling loses this game at home, uh, partially because last year's offense with Hugh Jackson was kind of boring. I, I, I've heard someone else say it. When they signed Art Bryles, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little scared. I thought they were they they were onto something. Like Art Bryles' offense in the Southwestern Athletic Conference was gonna be a lot of fun because it's swack all day. Like the swack has become a very high powered, high scoring offense, like high high scoring conference. Excuse me. Like it's very similar to the Big Twelve, but not quite. But, like, just look at the quarterbacks in the swag. Like, Andrew Body. last year you had Glass. Like, just even the transfers. Hell, Rashawn McKay is efficient. Like, if you can hate Rashawn McKay all you want. The guy only threw five picks, and two of them came against Valley. Like, he's, he's responsible with the ball. I mean, I, I get you if you're on the Musa train. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably with you. But I like I like McKay too. I like them both. So with this game, I think FAMU wins. I don't have my pop, my uh, Google do that up. I'm looking for a pin because I'm gonna forget this score, uh, and then I'm gonna give y'all two different scores when I do the other podcast or when I do the other recording. I'll just use this recording. I think Grambling loses. He's gonna run the ball a lot. And that's a road game back in Louisiana. Last time we were in Louisiana, we got molly walked. That has no bearing on this game. It's terrible radio. I think FAMU wins the game. I'm going to go 28 to 14. Just because I know nothing about what Grambling is. Just because there's so much change. Who's going to be the starter? Who's going to be the backup? Who's here? Who's there? Who's in all these different places? And it's just such a blank slate. So that's what I got for this one right here. I I think as the season goes on, we're going to have to revisit this. Like, what is Grambling? And I think going into the game, we're, we're, we're going to talk about, like, doing a little preview of who they are and what they, what they became. And I think that the danger of this game for FAMU is that Grambling is going to, by this time, come into itself. The first couple of games Grambling plays, Arkansas State is going to be a loss. Even though I don't think their quarterback is that good. And that's not his fault. I'm going to be a reckless FSU fan and blame Jimbo for it. Because <laughs> they beat the hell out of that boy when he's a Florida State, like, respectfully. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Arkansas State got that quarterback that transferred from Florida State, uh, Blackman, James Blackman who literally got his head beaten as a freshman while he was at Florida State. Like, they, that offensive line, man, they beat Jesus. And they beat James Blackman, too. Because that boy goes, he did not deserve to get the kind of molly whopping he was getting while he was at Florida State. Northwestern State, I think that's another loss. I think it's a molly whopping. I don't, I don't think that game's close. Just because they don't know who they are yet. Like, Grambling's not going to know who they are quite yet. The Jackson State game is going to be the first sign of life as far as if you're watching and if you're a fan. I think it's going to be the game where Grambling finally figures out who they are and what they are. The Cookman game, that's going to be a physical game. 
I think they win it, even though Cookman kind of understands who they are. I think they win the Prairie View game. I wouldn't don't be shocked if they surprise Alabama AM. That's a one o'clock kick in Huntsville. It says in Huntsville, that's a sleepy game, unless that's their homecoming. And then they got the home game against home the home game against FAMU. By that time, Grambling knows who they are. Do not sleep on that team. Uh, I said 28-14 because I could not responsibly give a great score, but I would not be surprised if that game is a one-score game. I think Grambling at home in the hole is a different atmosphere. I feel like the benefit for FAMU is that you play in Tallahassee and it's hot as sin. Like the humidity, the heat, all of that going to Grambling is not going to be as beneficial as it would a team who may not be as acclimated to playing in that kind of adverse environment and that kind of heat. So I got FAMU on that one. And the reason I put my file up is so I can be held accountable. So I got 28-14. Let me turn the number lock on because somehow it got turned off. I think FAMU wins that game. So that being said, y'all, I appreciate y'all. We're right at 36 minutes. I'm going to shut it off right here. But great episode of things up kind of short um in quick preview a quick review went to the brian trujillo camp great time awesome time it was something that i'm going to cherish i look forward to come to the next one so coach trujillo please invite me again uh because i had a great time coach sap thank you uh coach all the coaches thank you coach olson all y'all uh coach juice and uh coach at Oh, man, it starts with the L up in Seminole County. He actually invited me to come on campus. So, uh, Coach Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. But I had a lot of fun there. Also, Jamie needs to do something about parking. As far as the football stadium, there are no more parking spaces for those who want to buy season tickets, which I think is asinine. But at the same point, to me, a solution is to create a shuttle system. You can pick four or five locations, some that are reasonably close, some that may be farther to shuttle people to and from the games, probably two shuttle locations, just because you're, you're not shuttling 20,000 people. You're probably shuttling three to 4,000 people. And then also for the Grambling preview, I got family winning 28 to 14, but that's an irresponsible line because we don't know what Grambling is. And I think by that time, Grambling's going to come into themselves to understand what they are. And I think Hugh Jackson understands what his team is and what they're capable of. So, but at, by that time, FAMU's comfortable as well because they got a, we got a decent schedule. So that being, as always, I appreciate y'all. It is Sunday, so we got work tomorrow, but it's going to always be fangs up. And I love FAMU. And there's nothing you can do about it.